Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We speak today to Mark Santorosa, VP of Corporate Development. Uh, they're a TSXV Gold Explorer with assets in Finland. They've got two JVs under the belt, one with Kinross and the other with B2 Gold. And we'll sit back to wait and see how those things play out. They're looking to develop their own asset base at the moment after some like, unsuccessful drill results at the beginning of this year. They're hoping that the rest of this year improves. They've got 10 million bucks to uh, spend. Let's see how they do. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, Mark, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you, Matt? Not too bad. A bit hot here uh, in the UK, so I'm boiling. What's the weather like with you? Uh, we've got some pretty warm weather here in Toronto as well, but uh, you know we try to keep cool as much as we can. Thanks again for having me on. It's uh, it's been been a, been a couple of months, so it's great to be back on uh, with you and uh, and the, the Crux team. Good. Well, we wanted a we wanted to catch up because I think when we heard the story last, it was sort of intriguing to us. Wanted to understand a little bit more about you know how you're going to go about making some of these changes uh, that we talked about. Um, but like, before we do that, why don't we kick off with that one minute overview of what it yeah, is that you are? Absolutely. So just, just a reminder, um, uh, we're gold, high-grade gold exploration in Finland uh, in what's known as the Central Lapland Greenstone Belt, a major, la- uh, major greenstone belt uh, that's uh, very prospective for gold. Okay, fine. Well, look, um, maybe that's the place to start here because not many people know Finland. They don't know Scandinavia, but there's a lot going on there. Some pretty big names plowing in. So... Can we just start with, please, um, why Finland? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, above other things, I mean, look, number one, it's a great place to work. Uh, the Fraser Institute has always ranked it in the top 10 of, uh, for mining investment. 2019, it was number two. Um, but aside from that, the geological opportunity is, is incredible. Uh, it's, it's a major greenstone belt on the same scale as the Abitibi uh, that most of us know of, you know, hosting major, major gold camps like Timmins and, and Kirkham Lake, uh, as well as Valdor. Uh, and then, you know, then as well as, you know, Western, uh, Western Australia with the, the Norseman Wailuna uh, or Southern Africa and, and the Zimbabwe Creighton. But the one major difference that, uh, that's, that, that you have in this, uh, the central Lapland Greenstone Belt is a lack of discoveries uh, to date. If you think about the, the Abitibi or Western Africa, you've got hundreds of millions of ounces that have been discovered in those two major greenstone belts uh, where you don't have that yet in the central Lapland greenstone belt. And why is that? It's you just don't have 100 years of exploration uh, history. Um, it, you know, mining and exploration started in the Abitibi in Western, Afri- in Western Australia over 100 years ago. Uh, it was in exploration was in the uh, state, state hands uh, up until about 1995. So you've only got a couple of decades. And so that's why you haven't had the major discoveries. Uh, to date, you've only got one big discovery, and that's uh, Agnico's uh, Kitala mine, and that's really it. And so, when you think about uh, the, the perspective or the opportunity, uh, you know, the, the, the chances of finding a big deposit are here, where no one has actually looked for it yet. The geology is right, the structures are right. It's exactly where you want to be uh, when it comes to when it comes to finding a major gold deposit. Okay, so tell me about that, because it's really important that I, I believe this. So when you're comparing it to Abitibi, which is world-renowned, when you're comparing it to yep. Western Australia, Waluna, world-renowned, and even West Africa, Greenstone Belt, world-renowned. But So why do you get to make those sorts of comparisons? What is known about this district in Finland? So what what was been missed, and a few things, so why you haven't had major exploration. Uh, so the state-run mining company did explore 
but they were exploring for base metals. They actually made gold discoveries, but took all that information and, and filed it and archived it, and it was, it was left kind of untouched. Um, that's, that's the first. Uh, second, I mean, why is it the right, it's the right age of rocks. Uh, we are talking uh, rocks that are uh, several, almost 2 billion years old, similar to the Abitibi, similar to the Western Australia. So we're talking about the same age of rocks, same types of rocks uh, that you've got in, in both of them. And then you've got structural, uh, structural features as well. In particular, what we've locked up, uh, we've locked up an 80 kilometer section of a 125 kilometer long uh, crustal, crustal scale fault. That's actually the equivalent of the entire Porcupine Desert Fault or the entire La uh, Cadillac Larder Lake uh, deformation zone in Canada. So that's why we feel that we're, we're, we're onto something that looks very similar to what, what most of us Canadians know is, is uh, the Abitibi. Um, structure and geology are, are, are very, very similar. And, and we know there's gold there because the, the, the GTK or the state-run um, uh, geological survey has actually already discovered gold on that with numerous occurrences that they had discovered on there but never followed up on. Okay, so tell me a bit about the team as the, the, behind why you've ended up there. I noticed like uh, Marty Talica has uh, come on recently. So yep. I, it's, I guess he didn't drive you there. So who was it? Well, interestingly enough, so it was Mike, Mike Basher, who's our, who's our founder and president. And he's continuing on. Um, and it, it was his vision. It was, it's, it's, it's his knowledge. He's actually an incredible geologist and has made several discoveries already around the world. Um, including a co-discovered the Haverdown deposit in, in, uh, in Newfoundland, I believe it is. But he, you know, he saw he saw these rocks in a, in a similar setting uh, to what has been seen in Timmins and in Kirkland Lake, uh, and you know went to went to Finland and and went and staked ground, uh, bought some pieces of land, uh, again making small deals very quietly while no one was there. Um, you know, you did have, and then you, know, you had some small companies, but Part of the issue why we don't think that a lot of big Canadian exploration companies uh, came in early on was mainly because, one, it was 1995 was your first chance to get in. Soon after, you had Briax and a collapse in kind of junior exploration, uh, and there was very little mining investment uh, globally going on anywhere. Uh, and then you have the Canadian experience of, of north of the Arctic Circle. Uh, you know, you think of you think of Nunavut and the Northwest Territories and the challenges it is to get there. It's very expensive. To, it's usually fly in, fly out camps. Um, it's, it's very expensive just to even set up a camp there, never mind the exploration itself. And so what's what that probably did uh, is it deterred Canadian explorers from going to Finland above the above the Arctic Circle. Now, that's not the case because the, uh, the Arctic Circle in Finland is actually 20 degrees uh, Celsius warmer on the average uh, in January. And that's, and that's a function of the Gulf Stream. So we don't have permafrost, we have paved roads right to site, we have excellent access. Uh, and so it, it allowed us to, to, to stake a lot of great land. And that's why you didn't have any major discoveries for a long time, up until now. Uh, you know, some of our neighbors uh, have, have, have had some great success. Rupert Resources, who's drilled a couple of great exploit, uh, great holes and discoveries right on our property boundary uh, with our JV, B2 Gold. Um, and, you know, we've made uh, discovery ourselves in a number of surface discoveries as well. And, you know, of course, there's Agnico, who's uh, been very successful in, in, our, in our neck of the woods. I think so. Yeah, there's obviously a few big names in there now, but better known to the European investor audience than North American. But um, and you you name dropped a few a few people, then we'll come back to those later. So yeah. again, following on from the, I don't want to go over too much ground, which we discussed yeah. last time. You know, you, you just said that you started off as prospectors and now looking to be 
uh, explorers. That's kind of your, your the nature of where you sit. So let, right. if you don't mind, could you just talk about that business model for us in your own words? What is it you're trying to be and at what point do you sort of uh, take projects to and what's your game plan for the company? So we're looking to, we've now, we've got, JVs that we've got with some excellent partners, Ken Ross and B2 Gold, and they're and they're uh, moving those along. But we've also got 100% land that we're doing all the work ourselves. Um, we're currently drilling. Uh, we've been drilling on them uh, since about 2017, late 2017, uh, and we've made several. We've made one major discovery in our view uh, on our property, but we, we we think there's a lot more to do. Um, and so we are taking it to, well, we're still in the exploration phase, early exploration phase as, as far as I'm concerned. We've made one discovery and we think there, our property is ripe to make a number, a number of more discoveries on it, all within a small area. And that is, that's kind of our, our task and our goal is to, is to, to uncover as much as possible uh, within a, a small enough area to show how big the opportunity is to one of the majors. Uh, and, and hopefully at some point, you know, we either we either sell to a major and you know and create value to shareholders that way, or uh, you know if we have to, we will take it to the next level. Okay, so let's let's talk about um, back in BT. You, you've got two big companies you're working with there. What's happening on those particular assets? What's the upside for you? And at what point do you start to you know monetize that relationship? Right. So. Uh, on our B2 Gold joint venture, they're currently earning into about 70% of the property. Uh, we are free carry on everything. B2 Gold is spending money over the, so they've already uh, executed on the first 51%. That would happen in August of 2019. They've uh, they spent $5 million and issued a number of B2 Gold shares, which we currently own. Uh, and they're now spending $10 million over uh, two years. So starting in 20, so through 2020 and 2021, uh, to earn up to 70% on their properties. Uh, they're currently drilling uh, and they are uh, they should have some assays out on, on some of those properties in, in the next weeks within a, or within a month. Uh, and the Kinross property, they're also running into 70%, uh, also free carry. Uh, there is no step they're earning directly into 70% on that. And they're currently drilling as well. Or they've okay. just recently drilled as well. Okay. Okay. So this comes to your properties. What is something that you're in control of? So how much money have right. you got today? Yep, uh, we've got about uh, ten million dollars in the bank, um, and so we're we're fairly well funded still. Uh, our burn rate because of COVID has actually slowed down a bit. We are starting trying to ramp that up a little bit, uh, but we are drilling. Uh, we just had a, have a rig just come back on site, uh, and it's targeting uh, a new uh, a new geophysical discovery or anomaly on our property. Um, six kilometers of, of drilling that we're going to be doing uh, or along a six kilometer long trend uh, connecting our Amorusco discovery to another one of our surface discoveries. And so we're going to be drilling along that. And then we've got a second rig hopefully coming in uh, in early September uh, to drill test one of our other targets on our 100% on property. Okay, right. And so with, with regards to um, Kinross and the BT component, is there any more cash flow coming in or, or have you got to make this 10 million last as long as you can? Would you need to go and raise some uh, money anytime soon? So the way we look at um, capital raising, we, we, try to, we try to manage our money very well. Um, so that's why we don't have you know, five or six rigs turning at the same time. It can get very expensive and you know, we haven't made uh, an easy, efficient discovery to drill 
or something that we could just, we could drill easily and, and, and efficiently, uh, we were just wasting money. So there's no money coming in from Kenross or V2 Gold uh, on the, for the JVs. Uh, They're just, all, at this point, it's just their expiration spend. Um, the 10 million will last us into 2021. Uh, but of course we, you know, we're tactical. We'll, you know, and if, if, you know, there's an opportunity to, exp if the expiration warrants expansion, then we may go look to the market and see if there's uh, if there's capital available. But that's, that's all results-based. Tell me about what happened at the beginning of this year, because your shares dropped off the face of the cliff. Um, you know, COVID did come along, um, but, and you've made a bit of a recovery, but you're not back up to the heights you were or beyond, which is happening up to a lot of other gold uh, explorers, developers, and producers in the in the current marketplace. Where do you think your money's gone? Yeah, um, you know, we agree. We've lagged a bit. So what's what happened early in the year was we drilled our second flagship. So we had two flagship assets. Uh, the second flagship we only were we only got the, the exploration license early in 2019, and did all of our work there. Um, it was the first six holes that we drilled on it. Uh, while they were a, as, as the geologists would call them, a technical success, um, you know, we hit a little bit of gold in them, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't what we had been expecting. And I think it wasn't what the market was expecting. I think that that's the bigger thing. The market was expecting something more, uh, given what we had on surface and what we were, um, we were recovering on surface from, from samples there. So that was the major sell-off. And I think the, the market really, really uh, penalized us for that mess. But I think they also forgot when they took us down to that level, that was actually a discount us to before our boulder discovery in 2017. So it wiped out almost three years of our, of, of our efforts. Uh, looking forward or from that moment on, yes, yeah, we had COVID and things kind of slowed down. And, but, you know, we did, we do have a, a team on site still. They're, they're Finnish or Finnish consultants. They're still working. They've been working throughout the, the, the entire uh, COVID uh, crisis. And so we have been advancing it. I think what the market is, is, has penalized us for is just being slow and slow with information, slow with news. And we have been in, in the past. Um, part of that was our, our primary target, Amarisco, which is on our RISTI property where we made our discoveries, required a helicopter and it was just slow drilling, inefficient drilling. And so it just took time. Um, we're trying to change that by targeting asset, targeting, uh, targeting prospects that are you know in flat areas that do not require a helicopter which we have a number of the, of course, our, our major discovery was made on the only hill on our property, but, you know, so we're, we're, we are focused on, on, on getting news out faster, which should get, you know, bring the shareholders back. And I think that was the, the main of, of all the complaints or any, uh, any sort of negative that we had was we just weren't newsy enough. And, and, you know, you watch some of our peers, they just talk about increasing their drill program by, you know, 50% and their stock went up 30% kind of thing. Right. So, that's I think has been the the the, the lag on, on our part. So what's the significance of Matty Talica coming in? Matty, so Matty's been with us and he's been on the board since 2015, and so he's been he's been kind of been part of the team the entire time. The significance is, um, you know, Matty is a Finnish national. Uh, he's uh, while well, he lives in Canada, but he's you know he is a Finnish national. Can travel back and forth freely. Uh, he is uh, he's well known in the exploration. Uh, world in Finland. So he's worked in Finland for a number of years, worked for Udatech, uh, worked for Dragon Mining, who we actually purchased our first property, uh, Kudavoma, back in uh, back in 2015. So he's been around for a while. He's well known there. Uh, he's also very technical as well. 
But what it does is it allows Mike to be the visionary that he is. Uh, Mike, Mike was, you know, he's the founder and the visionary, and and this is it's it's kind of his his vision that he sees on 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 what this property can be. So this frees Mike up to do a lot of the exploration and targeting and really thinking about where he wants to point the drills and where we should be going. While Maddie will take a take on a lot of the administrative role, uh, the more community relations role, uh, the logistical role in country and. And of course, it also bodes very well in country to have a, a Finnish leader of a company uh, when you're working in country. It's just, it, you know, it just works really well for community relations. Okay, so so that's what Matty's been, he stepped up as it were to fulfill that function. I mean, do you want a visionary or do you want someone who can hit targets? Well, he and he's been hitting targets and it's, it's but it's it was his vision that allowed us to, to, to move to Finland in the first place and to see that but that's the, done. how big the opportunity is. That's done. Right. What we need to and do we, is not have a repeat of the drill results that, you know, at the beginning of right. the year. So how right. do you address that? Uh, well, we've, I mean, we've got the team and, and look, and he took the, the, the shots that we thought were the best shots, the highest probability shots. Uh, but as you can expect, it was only six holes in a very small area that we, that we, that we're building. So it was, you know, it was not um, indicative of what the opportunity was. And, you know, I think we followed that sense with, with even on that secondary property uh, with some very interesting results in our last press release. Um, and, and so, you know, we're, we're pretty excited about what that opportunity is as well. So while we haven't hit the home run on that property yet, we have hit gold in, in almost all the holes that we've built. Technically, what we need to do is have some economic success. So how do, how do you spend 10 million bucks in the best possible way to ensure that you create real value and excitement in the market if you're going to be talking to it. Right. And so uh, where the 10 million, and again, we've, uh, the whole 10 million isn't going to this, but part of that $10 million is going back to our flagship property, Risty, uh, which is about 10 kilometers away. And uh, it's drilling on the extension from our already known discovery, which is the Amarusto prospect on Risty. And it's drilling eastward from there along a, a structural target where we've uh, where we've done extensive work, uh, and that we know that there's uh, you know, that we know that there's gold on the structure. And then the second target that we're drilling on is something that has historical drilling, uh, about 130 holes that have all got ore grade or width only drilled to uh, you know deepest holes 140 meters deep. Most of the holes are less than 100 meters deep, and structurally sound, geologically sound. And, and we know there's gold there because the gold has been hit in the past. There's 130 holes already into it. So we, you know, we are targeting very targets that we believe are, 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 are very economic. In the sense that they're high grade veins that you're chasing, very, very high grade veins that you're chasing. Yes. High, grade, uh, high grade, very, very near surface, all starting at surface. And as, and as anyone would know, anything in the Abitibi goes to, for kilometers deep. So we're literally just scratching the surface on our properties. Well, that's that's what I want to get to. So, why wouldn't you've started there rather than you know what what you've obviously spent a little bit of money on towards the end of, end of last year? Because um, you've got to work the market, or you companies do this thing they balance between you know doing the right thing technically, but doing the right thing in terms of the the, the market. And you've got to, that's a balance that you guys have got to get right. Um, but you needed some good news stories. I mean. They, these drill results have got to work for you now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And we believe they will. They're, these are high probability targets that we're, that we're, we're going after. Right. Okay. Um, so talk, talk to me about, um, you know, the, 
the, the kind of share structure, the corporate structure, it, it seems to be very sort of um, institutional heavy for a company of your size. I mean, why is that? Yeah, you know, we've uh, early on we uh, we we got involved with uh, with some of the big uh, big uh, precious metals institutions in Canada. Uh, so you know, RBC Global Asset Management, McKenzie, and they've been strongholders and and they, and been very good uh, followers of of the name. I think what what it is that they see like like others and like ourselves is that this is you know this is an opportunity to get into a major gold camp, an emerging major gold camp. Uh, you know, similar to something that like I said, the Abitibi. But there, a hundred years ago. Now we're not going to take a hundred years to prove up what we've got, but you know, you, everyone would want to have their name associated with that kind of a discovery and that kind of opportunity. And I think that's why they, they've come in as early as they have. Um, Eric Sprott was really excited by some of our results last year, which is why he came in, uh, and, and he's and he's in at above where the, the, the price is right now. Yeah, but he was he was spreading a lot of cash around last year. This you know. and this year still is <laughs> absolutely, but you know these are these yeah. are just bets. So you know, nice to have his name associated with it. But I'm, I'm, what yeah. I'm trying to get is the meat of where the confidence comes from. Obviously, with um, Kinross um, and B2, they've come in and they're taking a punt for them. It's all relative yeah. money for them. Right. So what are you learning yeah, from mean, them? So from them, like Kinross, Kinross Newmont Gold Corp, who's also a shareholder, um, and. Uh, B2 isn't a shareholder, but they're our part, they're a JV partner. You know, they, they came in and saw what we saw. Uh, you know, they walked the ground. They saw the, the early on walked around, saw the boulders in this incredible, bol- these multiple boulder fields with very high grade quartz veins sitting on, on surface. And, uh, you know, they saw that this is something they've never seen before. And in, in the history of, well, in, in their, in their history as being geologists and, and all the projects they've looked at, they've never seen anything like this on this scale and in this grade sitting at surface. And which is why they got involved and why they continue to be involved. Uh, Kinross has participated on every financing that we've done ever since they came in uh, in 2017 pro rata. I mean, in this environment, I've seen companies get financed, which just shouldn't be getting financed. The fundamentals don't mm-hmm. stack it, but the, there's a lot of money slushing around. You're not tempted yeah. to go and get a bunch more money and scale this thing up, you know, get things moving quicker. Yeah, uh, we're... Everything is, it's an iterative process for us. Um, we don't want to go and just raise capital for the sake of raising capital and diluting shareholders. I think what we want to do is, as mentioned, is, you know, get onto a target that we know that we can continue to drill and accelerate. So, you know, we'll start with one rig. And then if we have success with that one rig, then we'll go out and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll accelerate that drilling and we'll, you know, look to, look to raise capital to accelerate that drilling at that time. But it's with success and not not just raising capital uh, for the sake of raising capital. Okay. Are you nervous at the moment that the market hasn't sort of se- isn't seeing what you are seeing? You think that's fixable? Well, it is fixable. I'm not. I'm not that nervous. I think uh, you know, this is partly on our shoulders and the slowness of news that we put out. And and I realize that, and that's part of the reason why I've you know I've, I'm I'm picking up and they brought me in was to be out there a bit more, tell the story a little bit more. Uh, and, you know, and, I mean, but the most important part is we need to be drilling. And, and of course, we're, you know, we're, we're doing that now. And, and with drill results come news. And with news comes more me talking more. So. Okay. Well, look, thanks for the catch up. I and mean, it's a nice, nice run through of um, where you're at. And we did speak, you know, it was a couple of months ago. Yeah. Um, and we need to kind of see more, as you say. You need to get out there, start yeah. drilling. Is the crew still back in Canada or have you got people back in the field now? 
No, so we've uh, we've always had someone in the field uh, as far as so we've had our Finnish contractors there. We've got a, a couple of excellent geologists that are leading leading the charge from there. Uh, we have regular call, calls uh, just as updates, and and so our Canadian team is still uh, working remotely. We are working to get them back there now, um, and so this way that will also de bottleneck a few things with the smaller team that of, of, of consultants that are contractors we have in country. It slowed things down a little bit as well uh, during this period, but you know we'd like to get our team back in there. So we're still not there yet, but we we are operating. We do have a team working in country. Okay. Well, look, Mark. Thanks for the update. I'd be intrigued to hear from you again as things start to move because I'm I'm interested in Finland. It looks like a jurisdiction which is obviously open for mining. It's a question of you and a few others kind of proving that it is the Abitibi or the Western Australia equivalent uh, for Europe. Absolutely. So. Um, We'll speak to you again soon. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Matt. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.